just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. It's summer movie season, and the valley is bursting with indoor and outdoor movie parties. From drive-ins to park picnics and mega blockbusters, here is your ultimate Salt Lake summer movie guide. And as our resident film buff, I'm taking this one, which means lead producer Emily Means is in the host chair. It's Wednesday, June 28th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Ali Vallarta, you are one of the biggest movie buffs I know, and I believe your Salt Lake origin story is Sundance, right? That's right. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you are the perfect person to talk to about this very important topic, summer movies. Emily, I'm so excited. I'm like jumping out of my chair. I know, I know you are. And Allie, I am wondering if you can tell me, why is the summer movie such a thing? It's a thing, right? Yeah, this has totally been on my mind for a while because I think it's obvious why like winter movies are a thing. Like the Christmas movie makes total sense. But the summer blockbuster is so fascinating to me. And usually because of all the crazy advertising and marketing that happens around it, like we're seeing right now with the Barbie movie, hello. Mm -hmm. But you would think, Emily, I guess that like it is kind of obvious to beat the heat indoors watching movies in the summer. But actually before the 70s, no one did it. Like movie theaters sat pretty empty in the summer. People were like, we're going full Gidget. We're taking a dip. But one movie came along in 1975 and changed that. Can you guess what the very first summer blockbuster was? Is it Jaws? Yes! Yeah! Steven Spielberg's Jaws. So Universal Studios spent $1.8 million advertising that movie in 1975. Like, that is a ton of money. And it worked. And then the studios were like, oh, my God, we can create these, like, we can turn these movies into almost like a tentpole festival. Like we can make an event out of these like silly summer movies. And the blockbuster was born. Wait, Allie, Allie. But this was a conspiracy among Universal Studio execs, right? Because (laughs) they knew people were going to the beach instead of the movies. And so they put their best man on it, Steven Spielberg. They said, Steven, Yo, Steve, you got to make a movie (laughs) that scares people away from the beach and brings them back to the theater, right? Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Listen, these guys, they knew what they were doing. They've been toying with us since the dawn of time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so summer movies, we do know now it is, in fact, a thing. Mm -hmm. And in Salt Lake, we're seeing a bunch of, like, fun screenings and film series that are happening. So So where is the best place to see a movie in Salt Lake right now? I mean, outside, right? Like, it's summer, we've been indoors, it's light forever. 
outside is the best place to watch a movie in this city right now. And in that realm, I have three suggestions. So the first that's already in swing is the Utah Film Center's summer film lineup at Liberty Park. And it's Fridays at 8 p.m. is when they kind of like start getting set up. Movie usually starts around 9.15 dusk. It's completely free. You can bring your own picnic, bring some low back chairs so you're not blocking the view of the people behind you. It is a really, really fun time. The lineup this year has been incredible. I have to give props to Russell Roots and the programmers over at the Film Center. Most excited about for me between now and the end of the summer is this movie called Fire of Love. Have you seen this movie or heard about it? No, I've never heard of this. It's about this couple that were like the original volcano chasers, and they got some of the craziest footage from inside volcanoes that we've like ever had. Whoa. And yeah, and they are just like... Hell on theme for this summer too. This movie is almost like a Wes Anderson movie. Like it's this cute couple like walking along the ridges of volcanoes in like actual tinfoil hats. <laughs> and then they're also showing uh, Break Into Electric Boogaloo, which is like this Soul Train-esque kind of just like fun dance movie. So that's going to be like all through the end of the summer, Friday nights, hit that. We just got this week the Sundance summer screenings for locals because every summer Sundance does their sort of like give, hey, Salt Lake, hey, Park City, thanks for putting up with the festival every year and all the people we bring into town. In the summer, we turn our, you know, best performing movies from the festival over to you and present them free. What a gift. It is a gift. And it's also like a BYO picnic kind of situation when they do the ones in the park. They have managed to secure Red Butte Garden, which, I mean, if you've Oof, never been to Red Butte Garden, nice. it's just like the best venue in the whole city. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. And they are showing The Deepest Breath on Wednesday, July 26th, which is a movie about free divers, like people who dive deep, deep, deep without any oxygen tank. It will make you squirm. I've seen this movie. It will make you squirm the way Free Solo kind of did, the Alex Honnold climbing yeah. movie. But like... I mean, that's what summer's about, right? Summer's about adrenaline. And then the last one I want to say that is a recent discovery for me, there is this local organization called the Lost and Found Club. It is a women and queer-led social club. And this is like, this is sort of their mission statement. Quote, making friends outside of religion, which we get so many questions on this show about making friends and like like socializing in this city. So I don't know. I feel like join the Lost and Found Club. Yeah, this is a good opportunity. Yeah. And they do these like cool meetups and events around the city. But I saw that they just announced on July 13th an R-rated backyard movie night in <gasps> Murray. So they're asking people in to- In Murray? Yes. It's going to be in someone's backyard. Like you RSVP and then you get directions to their house, which I think is so oh, fun. That sounds like a fun adventure. It also sounds like the start of an R-rated movie. Yeah. <laughs> But they're asking people to weigh in on what movie they should screen. So you can find them on Instagram at Lost and Found Club and like get in the mix. Get in on that. I know what you did last summer in someone's Murray backyard <laughs> is the name of that film. Okay, Allie, kind of in the same vein as these outdoor screenings. What about the drive-in? I have not been to the drive-in since my high school days. What? Since my high school days. And I'll tell you why. Quick story. Mm -hmm. So grew up in Layton. The drive-in theater was in like Riverdale. A quick drive from Layton. Yeah. And of course went with my high school boyfriend. Oh my god. As gosh. you do. Did you make and out? I can't disclose <laughs> that on this podcast. 
but we left the key in the ignition so we could hear, right? Oh, God. And you know Amateur you know this hour. story. Like, tale as old as time. The movie ends. The battery is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, haven't been to the drive-in in a long time. <laughs> what kind of options for that do we have here? And what are your tips for making sure you can leave without needing a jump? Okay, so, I mean, the drive-in is an American classic. And I recently learned this. In the 50s, when drive-ins were kind of like at their peak, some of the drive-in theaters in this country could hold as many as 3,000 cars. Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) A nightmare for sweet streets. (laughs) (laughs) That's how many cars are lined up on State Street right now trying to get into the -the jack-in-the-box. That's true. There are only 400, like a little over 400 drive-ins left in the U.S., and one of them is my fave, which is in West Valley. It's the Redwood Drive-In. And it's open, they do like a couple weeknights and then they do the weekends. It opened in 1948 and it's been operating ever since. And like, I will say, that's the vibe. It's not, it's not swanky. It's not fancy. You know what I mean? Like it is a parking lot in West Valley, but it is such a joyful thing to like fill the back of your truck with pillows and like go to the drive-in or like you know, park your car backwards and like open up the tailgate and like sit in lawn chairs. Um, It's 10 bucks for adults to go. It's a dollar for kids. They are officially open for summer business. I think it's a great place to go see some of these blockbusters. Like you want to go see Elemental or The Flash or like something kind of spooky horror. The last movie I saw at the drive-in was Godzilla versus Kong, which was perfect drive-in material. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you wanna learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, 
save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Well, okay, so you haven't been to the drive-in in a while, but you are an indoor cat, notably. What's your favorite theater? My favorite theater. And listen, Allie, I'll I'll be honest. I haven't been to the movies since I saw the Dungeons and Dragons oh. movie at Broovies uh. a couple months ago. I got to tell you, though, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. Sure. Surprisingly good. So I will say I love Broovies, mm-hmm. um, mostly for the vibes, right? Like people aren't there to have a serious movie watching experience like we can all laugh together a little bit of chit chat I think is okay plus you know you get a frosty cold beer in hand to enjoy during the movie so that is great yeah I also love the Broadway of course Mm -hmm. specifically for their concessions they keep a mini freezer of junior mints Best concessions in the state. Like, I go, I treat myself, I get some chocolate-covered cinnamon bears and, like, a chai. (laughs) And that's for, you know, a more serious film experience, though. Hmm. And then I also got to say, I have back pain as I've gotten older. (laughs) And, you know, I'm always sitting at my desk. Yeah. So, basically, any theater with uh, Lazy Boy seating, like, I can probably hang there. I mean... I agree. If a movie is more than two hours long, I would like to be at the Cinemark or the Megaplex yep. so that I can recline because I t- it's a lot on my back as well. It's a lot. And of course, Utahns know, I feel like this is a real Salt Lake thing. $5 Tuesday, baby. The Cinemark, any Cinemark, any Megaplex on Tuesday, you can see a movie for $5. And that is like our big, I know producer Ivana Martinez and I like every Tuesday morning are like, do we do a movie tonight? What should we see? <laughs> it's only $5. It's a Tuesday treat, too. It's fun. And I love that Cinemark on 33rd, the Century mm-hmm. 16. That's probably yep. my favorite, like, quote unquote, like, of the mainstream theaters. But I will say something I recently learned is that the Broadway, they just started doing $5 Tuesdays. So you have to be a member. <gasps> that so things. you can become a member for $60 a year, which they are a nonprofit, the Salt Lake Film Society. So they have this membership model. But if you do, then you also get to do $5 Tuesday at the Broadway, which is exciting. And then in the realm of summer movies, I should mention, like, the Broadway does their summer film showdown, which is like such a fun thing. So they pit cult classics against each other every Mm -hmm. weekend. So like Friday, 8 p.m., Saturday, 8 p.m., they play two different cult classic movies. And then you can actually vote by like, (laughs) it's like whichever one sells more tickets. And then while you're there, you can like donate and that like runs up the meter and then they have like a winner. It's sort of a fundraising. It's also a fundraising thing for the theater. But like, for example, in August, there's a weekend where they're doing Dirty Dancing on Friday and then The Outsiders on Saturday. Oh, my God. What a weekend. So I have to ask you, what's your pick? Dirty Dancing. Yeah, same. Dirty Dancing. Complete same. Oh, wow. I could watch that movie on repeat forever. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Patrick Swayze was my first love. Like, when I was 12, <laughs> I asked for the Dirty Dancing soundtrack from my mom. And I was, like, a 12-year-old child listening to, like, Hungry Eyes. <laughs> And your mom was probably so proud of you, Allie. She was like, my daughter just learned about abortion. Yeah, I know. know. And learned how to merengue. Completely. In the same movie. Completely. All right, Allie, these are incredible options. But, you know, this city, as much as we love it, it's not perfect. So what is missing? 
So I think like I love the options that we have for summer screenings, but Right now, a lot of our like outdoor screenings or even our indoor ones, like they're kind of just about the movie. And I think we could really put our backs into elevating the experience to be about more than the movie. So like here's an example. They do these movie nights in Chicago where they show kung fu movies and they turn off the sound and they have a DJ DJ over the movie. And like some people are kind of watching the movie and enjoying the DJ live mixing, like responding to what's happening in the movie. And then some people are just like straight up dancing and it's like a party. I think we could, like, elevate. You know what I mean? Like, here's an example. Do you know that Indian movie, RRR? Yes. I've seen that movie. It's bananas. <laughs> and it has that huge dance scene, Natu Natu. Yes. Okay, what if they screened RRR, but, like, before they taught, like, we learned the dance scene, and then we could, like, all do it together I during, it. like, I just want us to, like, take it to the next level. Yeah, I totally get it. And you know what? Let me put forth one option. Um... The Utah Symphony, a world-class symphony, Mm -hmm. actually does do like a play-along with some (gasps) films. I saw, I think, Return of the Jedi with the Utah Symphony Orchestra playing along. And it's, I mean, Allie, it is such an experience. One, it's a movie we love, Mm -hmm. right? But also just watching these musicians hit every single, you know, marker perfectly yeah like completely seamless it's it's quite the experience so I would recommend that yeah I went when they did singing in the rain and that was like I was like am I I'm not crying you're crying (laughs) who's crying who's crying okay Allie let's round this thing out with the two most anticipated releases this summer Mm -hmm. we've got Greta Gerwig's Barbie And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, although both kind of about existential crises in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Barbie is sub two hours. Oppenheimer is three hours, and it's about the development of the atomic bomb. So Mm -hmm. you, as our resident movie buff, what is the perfect viewing experience for each of these films this summer? Yeah, I mean, I will say Friday, July 21st is going to be a real big day for Americans <laughs> when these movies both come out on the same day. They're they're a real match made oh in Hollywood God. heaven. We're not ready. So I think the perfect viewing experience for each of these is the same, and it will echo what you said about your favorite theater. It's Broovies, dude. Like, because... Oppenheimer at Bruce. Yes, because I am absolutely that person who is like, when a movie comes out that is an experience, again, a summer blockbuster, I want to see it with every single person I've ever known in my life. And that's what I'm doing with Barbie. Like, I, I will confess, like, I have rented a theater and invited like 90 to 100 of my closest friends. <laughs> But, this is not sponsored, but... Yeah, Broovies is 21 and up, which for anyone who hasn't been yet, like, is just worth noting. But here's one of the things I love about Broovies that I think is, like, kind of a, se- a best-kept secret in this city. If you have a group of 10 people or more, you can email Broovies, and they will give you a group ticket rate of $5 a ticket. Wow. Not even on a Tuesday. Any day. Any day. And here, here is, like, the real kicker. They have started doing this like promotion on Sunday and Monday nights after 5 p.m. You can rent the entire theater. You get it for three hours. You can bring a DVD. 
You can request to watch something that's currently playing, or you can even just bring your laptop and like plug it into the HDMI, which hear me now means you don't even have to be watching a movie friend. You could just kick on a TV show or a sports game. Okay. It is $100 for the entire theater for three hours on a Sunday or Monday night after 5 p.m. The theater seats 153 people. What a screaming deal. Right? And Tuesday through Thursday, it's $200. Oh, my God. So, like, make it a party. Like, make Oppenheimer and Barbie a party. Like, rent the theater, go with all your friends, dress up. Maybe don't you maybe you don't want to dress up as like an atomic bomb Probably scientist. Not. But like Probably dress not. as a Barbie or a Ken. Yeah. Okay, what but what snacks are we having for each of these, Allie? Okay. I'm so glad you asked because you'll be shocked to learn that I've actually given this quite a bit of thought. <laughs> not shocked at all. Here's how I am viewing this day, because this is gonna be a big day for me as a movie lover. Oppenheimer is salty, Barbie is sweet. So, like, Oppenheimer is just a movie where, like, stuff is going to be exploding in my face. It's going to be, like, intense. Shoveling popcorn into your face. Well, not popcorn. I think, like, still loaded with MSG, but a little bit more sophisticated. So, like, Dots pretzels, you know, with a trace of mustard. Um, Maybe get a Crown Burger and sneak that into the theater in your purse (laughs) or... (laughs) Or your pocket. Or your pocket. I think, like, more of a meal. Like, I think that movie is going to, like, I equate with, like, more of a meal. Plus, it's three hours. So, yeah, you're going to want multiple courses. Barbie is, like, we take a classic, we add a larger-than-life sort of, like, silly poppy element. Like, Barbie makes me want, like, a root beer float. Mm. Right. Yeah, or that like seems right. a bowl of popcorn, but put like gummy bears in it or like, you know, like dump candy in the popcorn, like take it to the next level. Or probably what I'll be doing is drinking a LaCroix using a red vine as a straw. <laughs> <gasps> You've just unlocked something special there, Ali Vallarta. <laughs> you could even put a little vodka in that LaCroix, but that's that's up to you. Ali Vallarta, thank you so much for your deep interest in this subject and uh, for your wonderful reporting. Emily, what a joy. Happy movie going. We covered a lot of ground in this episode, so I want you to know that I linked all the different theaters and events we discussed in the show notes for you. And one theater we didn't mention is actually... The one I love so much, I have a painting of it in my living room. The Tower Theater at 9th and 9th. It is the oldest operating movie theater in the entire state. It opened in 1928. And fun fact, it was the first movie theater in Salt Lake City to have air conditioning. Originally, it was built to look like the Tower of London, which is why it's called the Tower. But in the 50s, it got a new, more modern facade. The theater has been operated by the Salt Lake Film Society, which closed it during the COVID-19 pandemic for obvious reasons, but they took advantage of that time to give it some much-needed interior remodeling and a little redesign. In the past two years, supply chain issues and other things have hung up the timeline for reopening, but now there is some very exciting news. So previously, the Film Society leased the theater from a different property owner, but as of late, they have fundraised enough money to buy it outright, which means that the future of this very special piece of Salt Lake history is in the right hands. 
that is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.